superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. These are the two things you should look for from Justin Fields. Can he make a switch at the line? Pressure on Fields. Oh, the helmet came off. That's going to be a flag as well. And two, can he protect himself behind a line that might not be protecting him? Now, whether it's a hot or whether they change the protection, this is what you worry about. The Rich Eisen Show. I'm built for this. Today's guests. NFL Films Senior Producer Greg Cosell, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, plus your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live from Los Angeles, California. I am your humble host. My name is Rich Eisen, and thus the name of the show. Just bringing everyone up to speed here as we're getting closer and closer and closer to kickoff to a college football and professional football season. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you? What to do, baby? Yeah, back from Las hey, Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas. How was the fight, Mike? It was good. Pacquiao. Who won? Who fought? Who won? Who won? Who won? Who won? Who fought? Who fought? Who fought? Who won? Who fought? Do you want the undercards? What do you want? No. I mean, come on. <laughs> Just give me one name. Are you blank and Pacquiao. I mean, seriously. I've heard of those guys. They're famous. They're famous boxers. Yes. Ugas actually filled in for Earl Spence Jr. Wow. Wow. So now, stand down, guys. Stand down. Suddenly turns in Al Bernstein over there. Rich, using one of yours, I'm highly caffeinated. Good to see you, sir. Good to have you back. Good to see you, TJ Jefferson. Oh, it's beautiful to be here. Mr. SummerSlam himself. We'll review your work from Friday, and uh, you previewed SummerSlam right here on Peacock. You will review it uh, later on on this show. Uh, Man, is there lots to talk about as uh, the bulk of preseason week number two uh, is in the books. And uh, who's going to start? Who's not going to start? I mean, there's a lot on the line tonight. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the preseason week number two completion uh, on ESPN, part of their double dip. Friday night they had Kansas City at Arizona, and tonight the Monday Night Football crew has Jacksonville at New Orleans. As we'll see Taysom Hill, and we'll see Jameis Winston, and that battle, if you will, will be parsed and looked at, and under the microscope, and will be talked about. And then I can only hope I'm knocking on wood. Right there in my head, I can only hope Trevor Lawrence shows just enough for him to earn that starting job in Jacksonville, Florida. It's tough, man. And look, man, it's just we, we're in the part of uh, preseason football. It's been two years since we've had preseason football. Fresh reminder, it's also new to everyone. Uh, just having three preseason games, not four, just three. So was the dress rehearsal for the football season writ large 
just can completed for most of the NFL teams? Uh, or are they going to actually play somebody in preseason week number three? Because it is a couple of weeks removed from the start of the season. Just enough if a, a nick or an ache or a pain can get, you can get through it in time for week one. What will that be like? And every single snap and rep is important. Every single snap and rep is important, certainly for the young guys or for veterans trying to get the job. And in that respect, Cam Newton is now going to be out until Thursday. What happened? He played last Thursday, and he looked pretty darn good as well. We we came out of that um, <clears throat> that preseason New England curb stomping of Philadelphia talking about Cam having the upper hand on this job over Mac yeah. because of his 8 of 903-yard, one-touchdown performance. And he's the leader of this team. He's talking about being the leader of this team. He's talking about this being his opportunity. He doesn't want to hear any conversation of who's the starter, who's not. That's Bill Belichick's job. He knows the whole role now, soup to nuts. Not doing everything, though, to be out there on the field for New England. Not doing everything. It appears. What do I mean by that? Statement from the New England Patriots put out within the hour of us coming on the air. On Saturday, Cam Newton traveled to a club-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England area. He received daily COVID tests, which were all negative. That's good news. Due to a misunderstanding about tests conducted away from NFL facilities and as required by the NFL-NFLPA protocols, Cam will be subject to the five-day Entry cadence process before returning to the facility. Cam will continue participating virtually in all team activities and return to the club facility on Thursday, August 26th. What does that mean? Well, Ian Rappaport, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, put it back up there, Hoskins, one more time, please. He put it all in perspective, saying only unvaccinated players is subject to daily testing, and this indicates he fell out of the testing cadence. My colleague Tom Pelissero puts a more finer point on it, actually. He points out only unvaccinated players are subject to the five-day reentry process. There you go. Look, I have made my thoughts known on the subject, and I will make it known again. I got it this summer. It's terrible. It's dreadful. I got it. Because there's not enough people vaccinated, so there's enough human bodies for this virus to mutate and pierce my fully vaccinated immune system. So this is how I view it. You may view it differently, and I view it this way still on the day where the Food and Drug Administration approved the Pfizer vaccine fully. No longer an experimental vaccine. If you are not vaccinated in the National Football League as a player, you are not doing everything to win. My colleague, Michael Irvin, said it a few weeks ago. He took a lot of slings and arrows for it. I might hear, I don't care. I speak my mind on this show. You're not doing everything. Cam's not doing everything. He's not on that field right now. You'll miss Monday's practice, today's, tomorrow's, and Wednesday's. The Wednesday one is the first one where they're having practice with the Giants, who they're playing in their final preseason game on Sunday. Mac Jones will get the one. Snaps now, and Cam will be behind. Now, he's a veteran, six years removed from being an MVP. Do we know for sure? 
that he's not vaccinated? Like, is it out of his mouth? No, he was asked directly, said it's a personal decision. By the way, anybody who says it's a personal decision is not vaccinated. Do I know that for sure? I don't. Why not say it out loud then? The whole HIPAA violation stuff, it's nonsense. Nonsense. HIPAA violation would be if there's medical information by the actual person who's hired you putting it out there without your consent. Anything, a medical professional putting it out there without your consent. It's not a HIPAA violation to ask somebody, are you vaccinated? And it is the most personal thing out there, your health. It's the most private thing out there, your health. Correct. But when you are the quarterback of the New England Patriots in their bounce back season, what a huge season this is for New England football after Brady wins the Super Bowl in somebody else's yard. How big is this after they missed the playoffs last year? Non-winning season. Those things don't happen in New England. This is a huge season. And if the Patriots are going to hand the ball to Cam Newton and he's not vaccinated, which it appears to be, what happens if this is before, say, the Sunday night game against... uh, Tom Brady, well, he won't leave town. He'll do all the precautions. How the hell do we know he's not going to walk around and get the Delta variant in his nostrils like I did? Masked up most of the time. Responsibly vaccinated. You're not doing everything. Can't build plexiglass walls wherever you walk in this virus. Mac Jones will now get the one snaps. Maybe he looks great on Sunday and gets the job. I'm really passionate about it. And 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 I I truly want to have empathy. And I have empathy. I, I, I will not lose empathy. I feel for everybody. I really do. But this sort of stuff, if this man is not vaccinated and he says, I'm the leader of this team, you are not doing everything to make sure that a misunderstanding over COVID protocols leaves you out for five days. You're not doing everything possible. Get the jab. Now then, Justin Fields, let's talk about this kid. Because I said the Bears are going to eventually feel the pressure of starting him. I said it to their coach literally the week after they drafted him. And Matt Nagy comes on this show and talks about how he had a front row seat for Mahomes sitting down for most of his rookie season and Alex Smith taking the first 15 regular season starts for the Chiefs that year and how he saw Mahomes learn. And I told him on the spot, if that's your plan for Dalton, and they said it was, Dalton's going to get the start and hopefully Justin Fields will learn and all that. I said, I don't think you're going to get that opportunity, coach. I think he kind of laughed and he he understands. Uh, His head is not in the sand. No, but it was also like, well, I guess we'll see. I'll I show you. We'll, you know, well, I mean, <laughs> if anybody's head is not in the sand about the sensibility of the Bears fan and the pressure that could be brought to bear by them on your status, I think it's him. Yeah, he should know. I mean, he's well aware. Yeah, you are aware. He's also well aware of what happens if you win in that town, too. You win coach of the year. You, you're put on the big shoulders. 
of that city. And he's got Andy Dalton, and he's got Justin Fields. Dalton goes out there against the Bills, and he goes 11-17, a touchdown, and an interception that really wasn't on him. A receiver fell down. And Fields comes in, and he goes 9-19, 80 yards, 4 of 46, 4 carries, 46 yards on the ground, including a 16-yard scamper, as you're mandated to say, as a quarterback. And here's the concern about starting him in the NFL is that he can't potentially protect himself behind that line. And there was one moment where it looked like he was unable to protect himself because a guy comes straight in through. And that usually, when that happens, and you're not only decleated but dehelmeted because it was a helmet-to-helmet hit and penalty on the the play, um, that normally that happens is you kind of screwed up the – protection maybe your your lineman did or you didn't see it, it was right in front of him too it wasn't for the blind side it was directly in front of him and you know again we're going to have Mr. All 22 Greg Cosell of NFL Films join us first up here he'll know better but that sort of stuff you see that you go mm. you can't you, you know if you don't know your protection schemes that is a big problem in the NFL you could get hurt and that's how an entire rookie season if not heaven forbid long-term problems that's how you get those. But the way he reacted to getting hit, dusted himself off, loved seeing all the offensive linemen come up to him, which, as we also know, did not happen for the other guy who started before him. When Dalton got blown up last year in D.C., didn't happen last year with the Cowboy linemen who like were wondering where the next bargain at a vintage market is, and we'll talk about that later on the show. Hey, uh. Put a pin in that reference. But his reaction to it, it was pretty damn, he was cool about it, didn't puff his chest out, got back in and kept going. But the thing that impressed me the absolute most about his skill set was what happened after the game. Because Dalton, and this is why I told Nagy this, I told him this a week after the draft, Bears fans are going to make their voices heard whether it's on local radio or around town or in Soldier Field. Fans did not give Dalton the greatest starting welcome, QB1, as he was known on the uh, Twitterverse, on uh, the Bears account a few months ago. He was booed. This was brought up to Justin Fields after the game. Roll it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I noticed it. Um, of course, you know, the fans are awesome uh, getting me out there, but they also have to realize, you know, Andy's a human being too. Um, Andy's out there on the field right now. So I really just think it's kind of disrespectful to Andy, uh, you know, them cheering, cheering my name out like that. And, um, you know, they have to, you know, trust in coach to, you know, make sure he's making the right decisions and, um, you know, just cheer Andy on. Like there's no, that's not helping Andy uh, play better than cheering my name. That's, that's not doing none of that. So, um, you know, uh, I would say, you know, my, my advice to them would be just cheer uh, for, for who's out there playing on the field. Well done, Justin Fields. Well done. That's leadership right there, man. Leadership while also being a competitor within your own walls for the job. I love that. I heard that and I'm like, this is a certain sensibility and maturity that in certain parts was not ascribed to Justin Fields prior to the draft where he was supposedly not somebody 
who was all in on getting up to speed on things. <laughs> I, I was very impressed by that answer. I thought that was terrific. Does he want the starter's job? Of course he wants the starter's job. Probably wants it right away. But that's a support of somebody in his quarterback room. Loved it. Really appreciated. Wanted to bring it to the attention of everybody because to me that is part of the stuff of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. But so is knowing where the protection is. And if the guy right in front of you is coming and blitzing you, you I mean, my gosh, that could be on the lineman, but – as you, I think it was you t- probably on our Twitter account mm-hmm. <laughs> over the weekend having a helmet separated but somebody's head is that's not what you're looking for out of your rookie <laughs> quarterback. Put him out the there in preseason game. Oh, see. no. Not what you draw. No. Florio will join us as Carson Wentz appears to be nice and spry. You know who looked pretty damn good this preseason weekend as well? I got not one but two quarterbacks who are not rookies. One veteran, one second-year starter that jumped off the screen at me. Yeah, I'll talk about Zach Wilson, but the Jets are second overall on the clock. I want to talk a little bit more about the Bears. And again, one more thing about Cam. We don't know that he's unvaccinated, but he's going through the protocol as if he is one. And you've got to do everything you can to make sure you are not sidelined in an NFL season. And I think some of the stuff that some of the players who might not be vaccinated what they're putting in their bodies with their, you know, supplements and whatever. This vaccine is now FDA approved. And I hope, you know, we see Cam back in. And I, I, if he's unvaccinated, please take the jab, Cameron, for everyone around you, including your, your, your family. Zach Wilson will talk about him on this program. Oh, yes, and college football returning. We have some uh, interesting news on the name, image, and likeness front. And it is news, certainly for us, and a new sponsor with us, because we're teaming up on the name, image, and likeness front on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go. We're going to put some money in some players' pockets. Legally. Legally, yes. Not like Odell Beckham. Yeah, we're not. Oh, we're not, doing, we're oh. not Odell we're, throwing we're, hundreds in pockets in the locker room. We are not happy from blue chips. We are friends of the program, <laughs> but we're going to do it above board. Is what you're above saying? Above board. Yes. Okay. Yes. Even though they deserve literally, I'm coming through the front door. <laughs> no backdoor. That's going to be factors. That's going to be in this hour back, after back we chat with Greg Cosell, who. I'm hoping brings it the way that he brought it to me via text when I booked him over the oh, weekend. Oh, really? About some of these rookies. He was on fire? Well, he said something. I don't want to steal his thunder if he's going to come on the air and Fantastic. say it, but if he doesn't say it literally in the first 30 seconds, I'll bring it up. Did he mention <laughs> the Cowboys? Did he say good stuff? Or I'll wait. I'll wait. Don't, we're, I'll wait, Rich. No, I mean, you don't want to break down Ben DiNucci's tape, sir. <laughs> hey, Unless we could break down the tape of the sideline watching him throw his third interception, which went viral on Twitter. Uh, we need to bring that up. Okay. You're the one who brought it up. Yeah, I know, you brought but, it up. But then I thought about it, and I said that was okay, Spider. Let's so. take a break. We'll be back with Mr. All-22, Greg Cosell, here on the Rich Eisen Show and Mike Florio joining us as well. Table set for this busy Monday. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You traded up, you're aggressive, and then you could not have been more honest with the, with the, with, with the way that you were assessing everything. Uh, let's walk into uh, when did Trey Lance have you? Did he have you at hello? Walk me through the process of when you decided this is the kid for us. It's not a, just a simple, the first time you see him, it's a slam dunk, yes. And that's what I was trying to explain, that when I looked at him in January, the first time I finished with the tape, I was just, I mean, I'd gone through about four games, and um, I collected a bunch of stuff and sent it over to John that night. And I was just so excited and intrigued by the stuff that you could do with him. And he looked the part in so many ways as a quarterback and then looking into the running elements. So I was kind of just enamored with all that stuff from the get-go. Um, and then when you move out to the spot we do, you got such a long process to do it the right way. So the way I felt at the beginning, back in January, I'm not going to just sit there and allow myself to be set in stone. I always joke, my wife, I drive my wife crazy, but the way I buy houses, um, I think I like something, but then I tell her every single thing that's wrong about it. I tell the, the real estate agent, everybody, and then she's almost in tears thinking I hate it. And then I'm like, all right, that's the one I want. Like, How the hell did that happen? And I'm like, I'm just checking myself. And so like, we loved him from the beginning, but then you got, you know, we, we were trying to make that trade early February. So, and I think we got it done a little over a month ago, but um, for about two and a half months, I'm looking through everything and trying not to um, jump to conclusions too fast, but um, interviewing every coach, interviewing every scout, having guys come in. I'm trying to, I don't want people in our office to know which way I'm leaning um, because you can go so many many different directions and they're all such good candidates. Um, But just to play out the process the way we did to where 
I got to know the kid after watching the tape. And that was kind of the coolest thing to where I really started to like Trey as a person, um, as a person to be the quarterback of your team, just believing in the leader. It could be um, how much he could soak in, how important it was to him. And I think the best thing for me was if I would have done the process the opposite way, mm. that's what I was trying to tell Peter on um, this weekend. But if I would have done the kid first, I probably would have fell in love with the guy. And then I would have been like, man, do I hope this tape matches right. that. <laughs> and, and it would have. And that's kind of when, you know, it's the guy. I did the tape first, which I felt so good about. But, you know, he hadn't played a 2020 season. Uh, that's kind of scary. He's at a smaller school. Um, doesn't have a lot of throws on tape. Um, he's got 300 and something, but that's a lot less than everyone else. Uh, so you think of all those reasons that could make you nervous. Um, but the kid made me believe. And you go back to how you felt with what he has put on tape, and then you go with what you believe in the person. And I guess the accumulation of those two things, by the end, it was a very easy decision. And Trey Lance had a heck of a weekend when he got in there uh, against the Chargers last night. We'll talk about that in a matter of moments right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with our radio audience, our Peacock audience, PeacockTV.com, to watch us every day. We've got some interesting and some uh, exciting name, image, and likeness Rich Eisen Show news to announce coming up shortly here on the program. Very excited. Uh, But for the moment, let's check on uh, some All-22 with uh, some of these kids trying to make starting jobs less than three weeks from now. Um, we uh, check in once again with uh, one of our, our top evaluators in all of the land, Greg Cosell of NFL Films, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Greg? Rich, uh, great to be with you. Thanks. Great to have you here. All right. Uh, the, the kids are all right. What do you think about the kids? What do you got for me <laughs> right here? You know, it's a good reference, by the way. Thank I you, like sir. it. Thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, w- when you do the evaluation of college quarterbacks, Pretty much everybody can see the traits, the attributes. We all have a pretty good sense of, of what those are. And with all these young quarterbacks, there's, there's not a lot of mystery to what they are. But when you get to the league, then what it comes down to is executing the game plan, executing the plays. And that's the way coaches think. They call plays, they put together a game plan, and they want all that executed. So while we all can love traits, when all said and done – you, they want the plays executed. And it's hard to get a great feel for that when a quarterback doesn't throw a lot of balls or doesn't get a chance to work through a game. But you see glimpses, but you also see some glimpses of things that you say, that's going to have to be better. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with saying that. I know a lot of people think when you say something like that, it means you don't like the quarterback. But I guarantee that that's the way they're being coached. Okay, so... Um... No Hall of Fame yet for these guys, Greg? Uh, probably not, although I decided to wear a gold jacket to do the, uh, <laughs> to, to talk to you there today. There we go, uh, there we go. Yeah. All right, but, so uh, uh, what do you – the Justin Fields play where he was uh, had his helmet knocked off, when you look at the All-22, was that something he should have seen come in? Linemen screwed it up? I mean, uh, what, what do you what – you, just that play in particular and the rest of the evaluation of Fields from this past weekend? So far. Well, let's look at it overall. Um, because I think of the first weekend, and I thought he played well the first weekend, and what, what really struck me was he looked very poised, he looked very comfortable. Um, I thought this weekend he played a little faster. You know, it's always easy when you're watching a quarterback if there's people around him to say that the offensive line is bad. And 
granted, the Bears do not have a great offensive line, and he's playing with backups for the most part. Um, but I think that one of the things you have to learn in this league as a quarterback, even if you have really good legs and can make plays with your legs, is you have to get an innate feel what pressure is and what pressure isn't. Uh, just because there are people around you in the NFL does not mean that there's pressure. And when you're very athletic, and Fields is a big kid, he's a big athlete with outstanding movement ability, and so I'm sure the hope is is that he can utilize his ability to move as he grows into the position. And that you never know if that's totally going to happen or not. But in this league, you have to be able to finish your progressions as a quarterback. And pressure is a very relative term. Uh, and a lot of people see bodies around a quarterback, Rich, and they just automatically assume that's pressure. That's not necessarily the case. So uh, how would you evaluate him with um, a date with the Rams coming up in less than three Sundays from now and now, Greg Cosell? Well, first of all, we don't – based on what's been said, it's, it doesn't appear he'll be the starting quarterback, but we don't know the answer to that. But uh, my, he's a very talented kid in terms of his ability to move, in terms of his ability to throw. Then what has to happen is he has to develop – in great, he has to better develop the details, the nuances of the position so that he can play from the pocket with some kind of consistency and execute the game plan and the play calls. And by the way, everything I'm telling you, Rich, is totally expected. If you would talk to any coach, I'm talking about a coach in the league, mm-hmm. they would tell you this. This is, All quarterbacks take, take time to develop. And what they're trying to do through these preseason games is to give quarterbacks an opportunity to be successful with play calls. Like he had the touchdown two weeks ago, and then he hit the big play this week. Um, both of those were schemed vertical routes. They were specific play calls that they pretty much knew would present a one-read throw down the field. And you're trying to get your quarterback to be successful with those kinds of things so he can feel comfortable playing from the pocket. Greg Cosell here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. What have you seen from uh, out of Trey Lance so far? Yeah, Trey Lance has been a really interesting guy to watch. He's another guy that's got a lot of physical tools. He's very, very talented. His first game, he was all over the place. He was a little frenetic. Um, he threw the ball too hard. He still has, is having a tendency at times to throw the ball with a little too much velocity when a little pace and touch is required. Um, I thought, it's funny, last night I thought, and I watched the tape this morning, I thought Kyle Shanahan understood after his first two possessions last night that he was just a little chaotic because the sack that ended his second series was on him. He had Sherfield wide open on the crosser but didn't turn it loose. And that was a perfect example of what pressure is and what pressure isn't. People probably saw a body around him to his front side and thought that's pressure. He needed to make that throw. That throw had to be made. So Shanahan started the third possession looking to get him comfortable. An outside screen, a slant flat concept, basic concepts that that are real easy to execute. Um, And then he sort of settled into the game a little bit. I thought his best play was the second touchdown he threw, the 16-yarder to Travis Benjamin. That was really good execution. He read the man coverage before the snap of the ball, and he knew that the middle linebacker sitting right in the middle of the field was the player that he had to control 
to make sure he had the clean passing lane to Benjamin, and he did a really good job with his head controlling the middle linebacker and making the right throw. Well, and Jimmy G's uh, time out there um, in SoFi on Sunday night was you know, uh, one series, it lasted damn near uh, eight minutes, seven yeah, and a half yeah. minutes long. So that's why, you know, you, you know, Lance got in there as opposed to Garoppolo getting back out there sure. also ended in, with an interception. We all know who Jimmy G is and what he can do and what he has done. What do you think? What's your best guess on what Shanahan's evaluation of this process is going to be over the next three weeks with one more preseason game to come, knowing, as you've already pointed out, with what coaches think in this league, what's your best guess Greg Cosell on how this particular quarterback scenario is going to get evaluated in San Francisco. Yeah, I think the concern with Jimmy G, and and I watched him again this summer from last year in the games in which he did play, is there's just the ball placement with Jimmy G is not as precise as you would like it to be within that offense because that is a very precise offense that we know Jimmy G can execute. He's done so. Uh, the question with Lance, are, again, is not the physical traits, but it becomes the execution of the specific plays. And his ball placement is not as precise as it needs to be either. You know, whenever a, a ball hits a receiver's hand, everybody says, oh, he should catch it. And that's always easy to say. But when you're clean in the pocket and a receiver's open in this league, you have to put it right on his hands. That's NFL quarterbacking. When in that situation, Rich, you, you're not going to. You don't want to ask your receiver to make a great catch if you're clean in the pocket and the receiver's open. The ball's got to be put on his hands, and Lance has to get better at that as well. He double clutched a few times. He did that in his first game as well, um, and there there would be some concerns, I guarantee, with him for Kyle Shanahan right now as well. Um, I guess it comes down to whether he thinks he can do more things with Lance because of the running element, the designed running element. Greg Cosell, NFL film senior producer here on the Rich Eisen Show. I got to tell you, man, Zach Wilson looked good. He looked comfortable. He looked, he looked like he knew where to go with it. He looked decisive. He looks like he can really throw on the run, like the Jets should move him around as much they as they will. possibly can. What are you seeing? Yeah, it's, 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 it's the Shanahan offense. There's, there'll be a ton of play-action boot. But again, it's interesting, just what I'm saying, when you're trying to give the quarterback comfortable reads because he threw a 24-yard ball to Davis this week on a, on a dig route, an in-breaker, and it was this very similar three-man route concept to the wide side of the field that they threw the week before. So the read was basically the same. And... Uh, so therefore he could hit that back foot, he could take that little hitch, and he could deliver the football. And he felt very comfortable because it was the same play, basically, that they ran the week before. So, uh, But you're right, he looks comfortable. He's got a loose live arm. Uh, they'll get him on the move. He's very comfortable on the move. He has light feet. Um, so he's, he's looked pretty good. You know, the one thing we knew about Wilson, mm-hmm. again, this is traits. We know he can make second reaction throws. He, we know he can move. And we know he can throw the ball well on the move. He has very controlled movement with excellent downfield vision. So when you see him do that, that's not a, an, oh, my God, look, he did that. We know that he can do that. But I think with what they've given him up to this point within the structure of the offense, he's looked very efficient and very comfortable. Yeah, I mean, he's, we know he's going to be put out there. 
Week one. Oh, he'll, he'll, I mean, he's going there's out There's no there. question there. He's the week one starter. No question. And we know that Trevor no. Lawrence, we're having fun with it here on the show. He hasn't been named the starter yet, but it doesn't matter what happens tonight in New Orleans. This is this kid's going to get the start there. And what do you, what do you have on uh, Mac Jones, what you're seeing? And, and uh, he's going to have time with the ones now because Cam – Right. Uh, is going to be out until Thursday. What do you have for me on that front? Yeah, Greg. and I think, you know, Mac Jones, again, there's not a lot of mystery to his game. The game against the Eagles was, was a pitch-and-catch game. I, uh, the Eagles literally on every snap played soft zone coverage. They played zone shells. Um, they were, it was not difficult to read. Um, so Jones, it was... It was a pitch-and-catch game. I mean, the throws were defined. It did not demand any really higher-level decision-making. Um, there were a couple of plays, though, he did show that he could climb the pocket versus outside pressure. That's a trait he will need to master to be a high-level NFL quarterback. I think he can do that. Um, there is a natural sense of timing and rhythm to Mac Jones' game, and I think he consistently throws with precise ball placement. So th- th- there's a lot to like about Mac Jones. Uh, the Eagles' game was a good performance. Um, it allowed him to be decisive. And a quarterback like that who's a, who's a pocket player with a good feel for the timing and rhythm in the pass game – those quarterbacks, you need them to be decisive, and he was very decisive. But that was not a really good game in which to truly get a, a feel for what he could do in a, in a real NFL game. Well, I don't know how we're going to get that, right? I mean, like you're going to get that when the season starts. If you play. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. So your your best guess. Um, so because uh, again, I, I know you go off the all twenty two, and then right. there, you know there's things that. We're, we're not talking about with all 22 what goes on in a locker room or Albert Breer, my colleague uh, with the MMQB, said last week that Dalton gets a play from Matt Nagy and, you know, the play ha- has terminology for everyone in the huddle and Dalton knows exactly what the terminology is for and for whom and directs directly to that position group in the huddle while um, it's just blurted out by Justin Fields because he's trying to memorize things. Of course. So, so these are all things that go into everything. But based on what you're seeing on the All-22, th- is there somebody that's ready that you you look at? Okay, the kid's ready. Is there somebody that like you you have that sensibility? Even even well, even for the ones that we know are going to get the yeah. start just because the circumstances have forced it. Is there anybody you're looking at? Go okay, that kid's ready. Anybody? I mean, I, I think we know that, that Zach Wilson's going to start. And I think within the context of this offense, and it's funny you say that because when I did my evaluation of, of, of uh, Zach Wilson, I made a note that I thought he would fit very effectively in a Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay offense. And now he's in a Kyle Shanahan offense with Michael LaFleur being the, the offensive coordinator with the Jets. So I think Zach Wilson is probably going to be ready to play. Um, you know, the other guys, you, you hit on a great point that Albert said, and that's so true, and people don't think about that. For these young quarterbacks, they're just trying to get the play call in the huddle, get to the line of scrimmage, have enough time, make sure everybody's in the right place. The defense is probably the last thing they're looking at right now. And, and then when they get into a regular season game, you know what? The defense will be a little bit of a problem at times. So... That's why this is so hard, but, you know, it's fun to talk about, but it's very hard to answer that without being there and, and seeing all that on a daily basis. Before I let you go, Greg Cosell, anybody else flash? Has anybody flashed on, on your tape? Or you go, okay. Well, I've been watching a lot of quarterbacks, you know, because that's, 
you, you know, I, I, I'm in the process now of watching Davis Mills. I actually, I didn't watch him this week, um, but I watched Jacob Eason from the week before, and I actually thought Jacob Eason from the week before, the first preseason game, I actually thought he looked the best of all the quarterbacks. Um, and again, this week I know he played and he threw a lot of balls. I haven't gotten a chance to take a peek at it yet, but I saw Wentz was actually back at practice today, yes. kind of bouncing around, so I'm sure if he's ready, he'll go week one. How about any of the receivers? You know, um, I know Devontae Smith got out there. Waddle, um, you know, got knocked out of a game for a little bit. Jamar yeah. Chase has had the dropsies is what everybody's been pointing out. But uh, anybody flash on that front? Just on, well, on you know, the I'll tape. tell you a guy I'm really anxious to see this year because I loved him coming out of college, and he had a case of the dropsies last year, which he did not have in college, mm-hmm. is Jerry Judy. Um, Jerry Judy had a big fourth down play this week and uh, uh, with Bridgewater at quarterback. Um, and I'm, I'm real anxious to see Jerry Judy in his second season because I loved his route running. I loved his tape in, at Alabama. And he had a solid season last year, but he had far too many drops, which he did not really show in college. So he's, he's someone I'm, I'm really curious to see. Well, I think the year two that a lot of people are mentioning right now in the receiver front is CeeDee Lamb, number one, oh, yeah. um, and, and also uh, Ayuk uh, in San Francisco, yes, just yes. seeing how CD those Lamb kids is, look. I think they're going to move people around in Dallas. I mean, last year he played predominantly in the slot. I think that now they'll start moving people around, and he'll play on the outside. He'll play in the slot. Um, I, I, Lamb is, is a talented guy. You know, it's interesting. Lamb, it's funny how some guys look, big and other guys look small even if they're the same height and then lamb is one of those guys that looks bigger on tape to me yeah well just it depends on if Danucci can get him the ball right greg yeah. <laughs> well I'm, I'm very much hoping it's dak because dak was too. really really good last year me too me too i'm just staring down yeah. my cowboy honk here in the uh, uh on the set and just just trying to give him some grief through you greg so i appreciate you <laughs> calling into the program as always let's uh let's chat down the line as always appreciate All right, it Rich, really appreciate it thanks you got it senior producer at nfl films greg cosell right here on the rich eisen show yep. teddy bridgewater nine of 11 105 yards and a score Teddy, two gloves. So there's that. You got two quarterbacks. In Denver. You got none. I don't know about that. We'll see what happens tonight, man. Taysom and Jameis, they might play in the same game a lot well, this year. A you, lot. You got two quarterbacks, Chris. I have different thoughts than you about the state of the Saints. No, I know you think that they're ready to take a major think, step back. They're not going to be good. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. They have a ton of talent. A ton of talent, and a coach who's just a who's just a red ass who's going to go out and just take that and ball it up and throw it back at the rest of the league. Boy, that's a big week one game in it, Saints and Packers. Big one, big one, late window, Fox, huge. Oh, that's a uh... that's a big one. I can't wait for that. But Teddy Teddy Bridgewater looked good this weekend. Later on in the show, I got a couple other quarterbacks that uh, are not rookies that uh, that I thought. Played pretty well in preseason week number two, including one of my shrug emoji teams that we have no idea what they're going to look like. But if they look a lot like what they did with this quarterback this weekend, that's called a tease. That's the top of hour number two. Stick with us. <laughs> 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. When we come back, name, image, likeness, Rich Eisen Show news. That's next. Don't you dare move. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So we could have we could have had a movie about uh, about uh, somebody who's what a half nothing, hundred pounds nothing. Could have called it David, huh? And then we could have had well, Bo. We could have had Bo up there, and everybody could have put their Michigan jerseys on the desk. Did that really happen, David? <laughs> well, of course not. And you know that. But you know something? The other night, you know, you got me going because the other night I just googled. I just said, yeah. You know, how much of this blank is true? And I started putting in yes. a list of sports movies. Okay. You know, We Are Marshall, The Blind Side, Remember the Titans, blah, blah, blah. We come off like a Ken Burns documentary compared to most of those movies. Oh! Line of the day! throw it down! All right! <laughs> no, I'm not... I'm not joking, you know. Do you want to explain to me how uh, you, what you told me on Monday that Rudy has heard what I've had to say about this subject? <laughs> this is the best part. Is so I haven't told my guys what about this, but please, I give you the floor. Is this true that Rudy that this what I have said into this microphone has filtered in the direction of Mr. Rudiger? <laughs> Directly to Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, and. Um, it was very interesting. I have not talked to Rudy. Angelo has. Okay. And apparently Rudy was pretty incensed, incensed enough to go to his neighbor, Mike Tyson, <laughs> and ask him if he would train him to get you in the ring <laughs> to put you where you belong. Well, hold on. Hold on a second. Back the truck up. Hold on. So the real Rudy yes. lives in Las yeah. Vegas next to Mike Correct. Tyson? Who he has apparently yeah. asked for uh, like, like training, training tips? advice so he could come you know, in my I, he could. You know what? Rudy could. I heard this through Angela. <laughs> Angela spoke to him. But it could have been. I know that Floyd Mayweather. It might have been Mayweather. Oh. Mayweather lives in his neighborhood. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh. And, and oh, by the way, <laughs> yes, David. not in the movie. What was not in the movie is that when Rudy was at Holy Cross, and he was, you know, uh, you know, trying to come off as a Notre Dame student, getting in the cheering section, painting the helmets, and all that. He also joined what they called, and I don't know if they do it today, but it was a campus-wide boxing tournament, and it was called the Bengal Bouts. And dudes, he won it. 
<laughs> as a Holy Cross student masquerading as a Notre Dame student. And he won. And we had it originally in the script, but we had to cut it out. Well, you know? now hearing about um, his ability to fight. Yeah, and you better start playing nice with Rudy. Um, yeah. Boy, what a great film this is, David. I mean, now that you tell me the backstory, I mean, wow. It's uh, it's quite a moving uh, piece of uh, cinema that you put together. <laughs> Happy 73rd birthday to Rudy Rudiger. Rudy. Yes. Rudy. Rudy. Back Rudy, here on the Rich Eisen Rudy, Show. Rudy. Rudy. Rudy, it's Rudy's 73rd Rudy, birthday Rudy. today. The real Rudy. The real, the real Rudy. Rudy, yes. The real Rudy. Yes, yes, yes. The guy that wants to. Yeah, David Onspa, the director of uh, Rudy and Hoosiers, was on our show two summers ago and told me that Rudy has heard me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, Bash he, the movie? He's, disparage he's, him? He's, had me, uh, he's heard me disparage the film. And well, the veracity, the yeah, yeah, veracity yeah. Of, of being carried off the field and wants to fight me. <laughs> There's photos. Celebrity boxing carried match. There by you two go. players with the so. Happy birthday to you, Rudy. Uh, Eisen versus Rediger. Let's, let's go. go. Yes. <laughs> right before Wilder Fury. Let's get ready to <laughs> rumble. And then, and then Brock Lesnar comes in right in the middle of it. We'll Both. talk about that uh, later on on the show. TJ, your SummerSlam new, uh, yes. review is coming up, right? Beast is back. Also, <laughs> yesterday, 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 um, I'm, I'm going about my business. One of the, my final Sundays at home with, yeah. without a wake-up call and all the craziness coming. Um, and, and football Sunday, it's great, dude. The football Sunday's working. Know, it's it, the fact that it's work. We get please. paid. To, I mean, it's great. Please, all good. You're right. Uh, but uh, Brockman, it was an early morning for Brockman. Uh, texting <laughs> me, you were at like some vintage market, and you found all these goods and this items. Is, and Sarah was hyped about this for like a week because right. it's at this uh, Pierce College, which is nearby where yeah. we live in yes. the valley. Sarah was and, hyped, which uh, meant you had to be hyped. Which right. meant, she was like, oh, I want to go to this, which meant we were going. <laughs> and so it was this vintage market. And you had all sorts of stuff. You were texting all me. kinds of old crap. And yeah, I let, ended me, up, let me show one thing that I told you to buy. Yeah, I ended me. up finding all Here this cool stuff. There we go. This Jeter, this box of Jeter cereal. Jeter's. Jeter flakes. Jeter flakes. <laughs> You bought it for me, and so later on, because you kept on sending all this stuff, yeah, I kept sending I'm stuff like, here's fighting. what we're going to do. Yeah. Now that I know that Del Tufo was going to be back in studio. You were like, uh, stop. A, a Price is Right maven, just this. like all of oh, us, TJ Jefferson, who's been on the program. I mean, I think I'm the maven. Okay, very good. All right, very good. Well, just later on, Brockman, you have brought in some of the products. Brought in some of the and stuff. And we're going to guess what the what you paid for, <laughs> yes. an actual retail yeah. price. Yes. That'll be fun, because you some of the stuff you got is unbelievable. Yeah, some of it's awesome. So, so we'll see. It'll be fun. That'll <laughs> be, be fun. later on in hour number three of our program. <laughs> so when the name, image, and likeness news uh, came out of uh, the court system and then, of course, uh, state houses all over the country, allowing college athletes to accept money based on their name, image, and likeness, right? Mm-hmm. That they could earn cash based on who they are, their stories, and their image, and their likeness, and all of that good stuff, which, you know, we think is well-deserved. We put our minds to the subject matter. How can we be part of it? Yes, there is an I in Rich and Eisen, but not show. But how can we make this world of name, image, and likeness better for a certain athlete in college football to start 
And, you know, we wanted to put some money in somebody's pocket and also give them the spotlight that they deserve and may not expect. I mean, you hear about star football players already hooking up and getting large contracts. We just want to wet their beaks a little bit, give them the spotlight, and it's going to be the type of player that's not expecting the call from us and a sponsor that we wanted to hook up with that has the same concept of giving a name, image, and likeness contract to a college player that does the tough job. The player that is, if you will, a glue guy, right? That does the work that not might not garner them the attention that a star player gets. Maybe a punter. As you know, that would be on brand for this program. So we threw out a line to corporate America and found the perfect partner for this. Honestly, when this idea was pitched to these folks in Cincinnati, Ohio, Mm. they got it right away. (laughs) And they're like, in, how can we be a part? Because again, this is for the tough jobs that's being done. Can it be a lineman who makes a pancake block or somebody who makes a big play? Somebody makes the big tackle? Yes, this is what we're talking about. Somebody who pins the team inside the five-yard line. Somebody who's got a story that you might not be familiar that they with and that they've come up from a certain upbringing, certain odds to make the big moment and their name, image, and likeness worthy of this award we're giving out every week every tuesday during the college football season go we are naming this player the toughest player on planet earth brought to you by gorilla glue (laughs) yeah all right every tuesday somebody in college football is going to get a name image and likeness deal with gorilla glue worth a check for one thousand dollars yeah yeah and They'll get some product. We'll scratch because they're going to be part of this world of toughest player on planet Earth. Yes, every week, every Tuesday, right here. So, if you're out there in college football, not expecting a name, image, and likeness phone call from the Rich Eisen show on behalf of Gorilla Glue, have your head on a swivel. <laughs> and hey, if it kind of snaps off a little bit, you can glue it back together. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited. We can't tell you how excited we are about this. We've been talking about it for weeks. We've been talking about it for weeks. Weeks. Rich Eisen Show, name, image, and likeness, partnership with Gorilla Glue. Again, this award is brought to you by Gorilla Glue, makers of high-quality adhesives and tapes. Much like the players this award recognizes, Gorilla brings toughness and strength to even the most difficult household projects and repairs Gorilla Glue for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. How cool is this going to be, Chris? This is going to be. This is what we're going to do. Great. This okay. Is awesome, now, man. here's so how it's going to work. Certainly, so we're, going to, we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit here. Yes. Is we, including you, Del Tufo, you're going to have to watch more than Notre Dame. Okay. <laughs> All right. And you have to watch more than who's got the football. I mean, I'm actually going to be mixing some games, so I'm going to be All busy right. on Saturday. Paying attention. Very good. I'll be really paying so attention. Good. So good. So good. And so you m- make a note of a player that's made a nice 
play, made a name for himself. Because again, kick. name, image, likeness. Punt return for a something. touchdown. We're going to start cool. a little, you know, email chain. Mm-hmm. This guy, that guy. I'm telling you, let's look around the country. Not just Division One, too. No. Everywhere. Let's go. Everywhere. Let's go. Because we, this, we, you were the one who came up with the idea originally. Like, we should have an NIL deal we with somebody. It. And it's got to be a player that doesn't expect it. That's what we told Gorilla Glue. Right. And they were like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's not the it's not the Alabama quarterback. Well, <laughs> quick question. For, just as a for instance, we we just want to make sure it's somebody that's not expecting it. Right. Yeah. But they did the work. Exactly. The tough job. The tough job. They are the toughest player on planet Earth. Question brought to you by Gorilla. And maybe yes, I sir. missed this. Yes, sir. I know we said punters. Can we do special teams, or is it yeah, just the punter? No. Oh, no, no. It's Anybody. not just the punter. It's okay. everybody. Everybody on special but teams. But they've no, got no. to earn it. All over. They've got to make a name for themselves, and and they've got to earn the the tough job, the tough job that ordinarily wouldn't have the spotlight cast on it. That's what we love about it. That's what Gorilla Glue said they were all in, and I cannot thank everybody from Gorilla Glue to say yes, to say yes. That's hour number one of the Rich Eisen Show in the books. Mike Florio coming up in hour number two. And a couple of quarterbacks, one who's been at it for a very long time, and caught my eye on what they did this weekend. That's coming up. That's you already got someone in mind? Not yet. No, I think... The, again, he, it's a, a lot of us about to do stories as well. Like right, somebody's right. coming up, the odds are against this individual. Well, I think TJ was thinking that it has to be just a punter or just someone on special teams. Yeah, that's kind of where this it's whole a, time... It does not. No, it's a line. Like it I said, not. it's a lineman who makes a good, yeah, a good block. It's yeah. a good... So, okay, I think the easier tackles. thing is, who are we discounting from this? Like, I obviously, would say most everybody well, on Alabama... First of all, hold on a second. Let's not view it that way. Can we view it the other way? Can we have... Well, it's, Mike, easier, it's easier to do it this way. No, it's for, not. For, for me, I, this I'm is, saying let's it's, be positive. You're normally a glass half full guy. Yeah, this isn't TJ. a negative. How is me saying we're going to discount the quarterback from Alabama anybody a who, negative? So no, like, no. you're the quarterback from Any, Alabama. Anybody that, that would expect to have a phone call to yeah. say, hey, how would you like to have... Yeah, not expect. And, okay. and so, or, or how about this? It's somebody who... Uh, uh, a check for $1,000, you'd expect to actually, that makes a difference. All right. That, that's, TJ, think of it like this. I expect to do a good job every day, I, so I don't expect. Uh, okay. I, see, I, I get that. I understand. Do you want to have a conversation who's got the toughest job on planet Earth within this studio? We can have that conversation, Mike. Would you like it? I don't, don't want to have any of No. Let's, 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 let's unite. Let's unite. Let's unite. But yes, it's It's someone that doesn't expect it. Like, you know, the guy that makes a good play. Because like I said, at first, this whole time I was thinking just your Keep your eyes peeled, your ear to the ground of somebody that you would not expect. Okay. I like that. That's what we like about this. But again, like it's the tough job. So let's just start with that. Tough job. Doing the tough stuff. Love it. This is going to be great. The so basically, any, like any, a big guy with the ball runs. Any long snapper out there, you know, sliding oh, to our oh, DMs. Look, like, let's be honest here. You know, big man big with man football, football running returning it like yards. 80, 90 uh-huh. yards. Yeah, I mean, somebody that's like just oh. made the team or whatever. Tackle like, eligible touchdown. Like, come on. Yeah. Look out. Come on. That'll be a clubhouse leader. But, you know, it's open to a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a fan of the big uglies up front. Oh, so yeah, I'll be I mean, looking at those linemen. They do the tough jobs, yeah. don't they? It's going to be great. Let's go. Let's go.
Get some kids some cash. Yes, put some little down yeah, yeah, yeah. on their beak a little bit. Legally, Legal not like Odell. No, no. Legal money. Legally, we just Legal. walked through yeah. the front door. Legally. We wet their beak legally. They got to pay, pay tax on this? Oh, jeez. Jeez, PJ. <laughs> we'll take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Hour number two coming up. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 